Hey everybody, we're back, and we're coming at you with a really cool episode today. So, it's something I've been wanting to try for a while, and uh, yeah, let's just get right into it to let you know. Uh, a couple months ago, we did an episode, it was uh, uh, Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania, and we actually featured some friends of ours who have their own podcast, and we went and visited them again, so... We're going to record another episode, uh, so there are four people on the podcast. As you know, I am Dallas. And I'm Paige. And so we're the real couple, but we have two friends with us, so go ahead and introduce yourselves. I am Ryan, and I have a podcast of my own called The Manners Maketh Man, and then I have my lovely wife. Uh, let me introduce myself. I'm just saying oh, you're my lovely you. wife, okay? Yeah. Very kind. Yeah, I'm it's Cassidy. okay. Like we didn't just hear a female voice. The audience isn't like, what's the relationship between <laughs> these two? <laughs> I'm Cassidy. I have a podcast with my husband Ryan, who just spoke, and it's called Moments with the Mortimers. I almost said the real couple, and that would have been wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Paige and I have the real couple. Ryan has the manners maketh man on his own. And then as a couple, Ryan and Cassidy both have Moments with the Mortimers. Yay uh, for we'll, couple podcast! Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll post links to all that, right? Sure will. Good. Okay. Yep. Um, so, we're coming at you today with a great movie. We're, we should probably announce the series that we're going to kick off. We are kicking off our series on the Harry Potter films. <laughs> so, the, the plan is Paige and I are going to do... Uh, a, each movie, we're going to feature uh, at least one to two guests per movie. Um, so it won't always be Ryan and Cassidy, but uh, they were the first ones that we uh, pitched the idea to. They were the first ones available to record with us. And so we pretty much said, which movie do you want to do? Because we're not doing it in order. We're just, you pick the movie and uh, depending on when you're available, that will decide the uh, order in which we, we hit these films. They coincidentally chose the first movie. So, uh, we are doing an episode on the best thing that Christopher Columbus has ever given America. Because, <laughs> fun fact, the director of the first movie oh, is no. named Chris Columbus. So, uh, Is he really? Yeah. I did not know yeah. that. Um, so, yeah. What movie are we talking about, Paige? Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah. Or Philosopher's or the Philosoph Stone for Philosoph you Brits. Sir, wow. The Falafel Stone. The Falafel Stone. The Falafel Stone. Stone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's like the uh, the porn equivalent to movies, and then there's the food equivalent to movies, and, and the food equivalent to this one is it's the Falafel Stone. Stone, yeah. I like it. Um, uh, fun fact, Dallas actually had falafel for the first time today. Sure did. Was that the first time I'd had falafel? You said it was, and then unless you lied. You mean unless I forgot? Unless lied. you lied. Okay. Do we want to talk about a magical wizarding world? We sure, sure do. Well, do. I also do want to say... What do you have to say about fucking falafels? Nothing. Um, Nobody wants you to hear, fuck a falafel. If you hear random dog noises in the background, that That's is me. our that is our dog <laughs> that is in the room with us. He did just get his hair cut, so he is shaking a lot. He is sneezing a lot. So I just wanted to preface that if you hear dog noises, that is not Dallas. That is our lovely pooch. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I 
I don't usually shake as much post haircut. <laughs> I feel like I keep my cool a lot better. You do. Um, so anyways, we're going to get into it. Let's do um, it. First things first, when we said we're going to do this, which movie do you want to choose? What inspired the, uh, the decision for Falafel Stone? Can I go? Please. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I was a very interesting child. That's just a statement, not and and a fact as well. But uh, my entire personality uh, from like eleven to now uh, has been Harry Potter, and so this really kicked it off. I also talked in a British accent for six months of my life. I refused to speak in an, in a normal American accent. <laughs> she, thought, she thought she was Hermione Granger. And I, I try this. to assimilate myself to Hermione <laughs> Granger to the point where I would wrap my hair every morning to try and get the like volume <laughs> that I saw in the first movie. This is incredible. So I, I had to start with what really began the <laughs> obsession. So I didn't tell you that when I chose this one, but now you're finding out. That's now the most magical experience I've had today, which is setting the bar high. Well, you also saw Bucky, so that's a compliment. That's what I was going to say. Like, that's better than Bucky's? Yeah. It oh, is. Wow. Thank you. How non-Texan of you. Six months? I mean, that's true. Six months? Good my par- that's commitment. My parents <laughs> that's were commitment. concerned because church, school, people thought I was from England, like they came to my parents, and be like, she is adopted, and they're like, no, she just won't stop. <laughs> Were you, like researching any slang, like, um, no, I would eleven year old have researched. No, slang? she's probably just speaking everyday words that she had, just like it was Hermione. But Were also, you throwing like govna into. <laughs> no, I did say mate. Mate. Uh, but also. I listened to the Harry Potter books on audio, like uh, they were on cassette tapes at the time, um, and so I got British accent from there as well. So not from only Jim Dale. from Jim Dale, not only did I get it from the movies that I watched obsessively, I had a um, videotape that I had a the teeny TVs with the like in, built in. Yeah, ones. yeah, 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 and. The videotape stopped working because I watched it so much. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, the, the the label was off. The, like, sleeve tattered into a non-existence. Like, it was well-loved. That's my wife, everybody. <laughs> uh, and I love her dearly. He didn't know what he was getting into. <laughs> Do you have a favorite Harry Potter movie? Is this your favorite Harry Potter movie? Or were you just like... I'm not going to argue with Hermione over here. So, I I enjoy says falafel. So we're I, going falafel. So what's really interesting with me is I struggle with like science fiction or um, fantasy. Okay. For me, like, and that's why I think like I don't deep dive into Marvel because if I don't think that it could actually happen, then my brain just struggles to wrap my head around it and be like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is realistic. But but, magic, you muggle. But, yeah, you're a big <laughs> fan of war movies, yes. uh, Top yeah. Gun Mavericks, uh, based documentaries, on okay. history, yeah. that kind of stuff. But Harry Potter is the one... Would you call Harry Potter either fantasy or science? Like fantasy, fantasy? fiction. Fantasy, so, yeah. Harry Potter is the one and only real like fantasy that I really love. 
And the reason for that is I remember waiting at the stores to get the next book. Oh, whoa. And so I grew up reading them and like, oh, this is really cool. And I probably read it because I want I wanted to fit in with everybody else of like, oh, all of the people in my schools were reading Harry Potter. So I was like, I need to read mm-hmm. Harry Potter mm-hmm. too. Did um, any of you dress up to go get the books or was that just me? I did not. I did not dress up to go get the books. Yeah, I, I can't think that I ever did. I took my mom's eyeliner and drew the Harry Potter glasses on. Love Beautiful. It. it was it was cool. Anyway. But so f- so for me, I think my favorite the book that I read the quickest was the fifth. And I think the movie that I like the most is the sixth. Okay. Interesting. Most people don't like the sixth movie that much. I think the sixth movie uh, has That's my the, least favorite one. I think the sixth movie is the first time I was honestly impressed with the acting capabilities of the younger characters. Of the um, main characters? Yeah. yeah okay. um, like the student level ages. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously... Um, had like movie star legends in the series. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Like I, I'm not walking away from uh, Prisoner of Azkaban being like, that Gary Oldman sure phoned it in. No, he's obviously murdering <laughs> like it. Like Gary Oldman ever phoned it in. So I think the reason I like the sixth one the most is I like that it humanized Severus. It actually, okay. like, okay. you saw why he is the way that he is, but then also, like, I kind of identified with him because I was made fun of a lot as a kid. Yeah. and um, Hardens you up a little bit. Yeah, it, it just, it put a human side of him rather than he's just this big, scary a-hole of a professor. Mm-hmm. Like, he's hardened. There is a specific reason why he is the way that he is, but then also why he acts the way that he does toward Harry because he reminds him so much of James. Yeah. So I get that. That's, but we should go back to the first. So before we get into the first movie, mm-hmm. let's, we got to talk about our houses. Oh yeah. my gosh. I myself am a Ravenclaw and Kill a closet it. Slytherin. Nerd. <laughs> yup. <laughs> Dallas, what's your house? I uh, am not just Hufflepuff. I'm a Hufflepuff. It's Hufflepuff AF. I am so friggin' Hufflepuff. Uh, and for a long time, I was like, I don't know, like, what's the difference, yada, yada, yada. And then I kind of, I always knew that Gryffindors are the brave ones and Slytherins, for a long time, they're just evil. But I saw this video that uh, was like, I'm a Gryffindor and I'm brave and I, you know, want to uh, help out the underdog and stuff like that. And then, you know, there's a guy that's like, I'm a Slytherin, and I'm really clever, and I like solving puzzles and things like that. And then, you know, I'm a Ravenclaw, and I like um, learning new things and reading books and, and, you know, being as intelligent as I can. And then it was, that's when the video became a joke, and the last guy was like, I'm a Hufflepuff, and I like potato chips. And so that's kind of all I knew of the house. Do you not like potato chips? Um, I mean, uh, I wouldn't say it's (laughs) a... uh, obsession of mine per se but so several people started started coming to me and being like oh dallas you're such a hufflepuff and i was like that's a dick thing to say to someone <laughs> and they were like no no no. do you know about hufflepuff and they explained it to me and at that point i was like oh i yeah i can definitely align with that and so now like as i'm watching movies and stuff like groot in guardians of the galaxy samwise gamgee and uh, lord of the rings um all those characters i'll be like Oh, that's a Hufflepuff. That's a badass dude. I love that character because he's a Hufflepuff, and I just like align so heavily with that house. 
What's your house, Cass? Hufflepuff for life. Heck yeah. <laughs> uh, Dallas and I understand each other on a very weird level. And this is our, true. They're basically spouses, the same human. He is a male version of me a bit. It's weird. Like, we, yeah. our humor, like, same mm-hmm. level, mm-hmm. but also different. Anyway. Ryan, what's your yeah. house? So, I have always said that I was a hardcore Gryffindor. But I also see myself as a Slytherin as well, mm-hmm. just because of Yay the drive. Yay for closet Slytherins. The drive, mm-hmm. the, uh, the cunning, cunning smarts, like doing whatever it takes to get what you need done done. Like, so I could definitely see myself like if I was in the sorting. Shout out to Voldemort for taking away my letter, asshole. Um, <laughs> w- if I would that? have been sorted, I really could see that the sorting hat could have had a hard time deciding okay where would he where would he shine best right you got to explain the the voldemort asshole letter thing because just so everybody's aware so in whatever years i don't know this exact years but essentially millennials so 92 to to the hogwarts oh they're their records, they're, they're, their the, letters. Yeah, Voldemort destroyed the records of the births of wizards and witches. Asshole. That, And so that generation of witches and wizards never would have received their Hogwarts letter because the Ministry of Magic would have not they known that know they were born. Us. They didn't. Um, however, been. all of us would have been going to, is it Liverworthy or whatever? Ilvermorny. Honestly, I'm not that far off. I'm not gonna feel that bad. Livermorny. <laughs> what was it instead? Ilvermorny. I am. Yeah. So <laughs> it's not liverworthy. So different. <laughs> it is. Can you name other houses? No. What? Can you name the other houses? Other houses or the other schools? Schools. Oh, I can name the houses though. Durmstrang and Bobatons. Uh, or Bobatons, if you're. There's more. Okay. Um. <laughs> We're talking about the first movie okay. here. I just love Harry Potter trivia. Uh, you do. It's crazy. Um, but crazy. Uh, yeah, I just like Ryan, I also feel like I have quite a bit of Slytherin in me. Uh, as much as I love, um, you know, just being the reliable guy, I also really love the, the feeling of outsmarting a challenge. Um, Those finding, are fun. Yeah. Um, Paige knows my obsession with finding a solution to something around the house oh yeah um the amount of things i've used command strips and command hooks in your macgyver abilities are unmatched yeah and i feel like that is such a slytherin thing to do is it though i think so you're clever you yeah but i think that's just being like stubborn i don't know i would i would (laughs) i would assimilate that with like someone like a luna because like Luna Come is over just kind of quirky, Claw, bitch. quirky, and just like <laughs> she, she just. I think with when you do stuff like that, like like that's a visionary. Yeah, I feel like with Ravenclaw, that's a lot of like book smarts. Mm. You want to be really, really intelligent. Whereas with Slytherin, it's more I want to solve this puzzle. Mm. And I fucking hate puzzles. God, I hate <laughs> puzzles. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, not a Slytherin. Um, we're you know 
coming up on uh, 20 minutes. Do we want to actually get into yes, the movie? Yes, let's talk about the movie. Sorry. Um, no worries. Yeah, that's Have you listened to do. our podcast? Yeah. We digress every episode. Um, Facts. So, a <laughs> couple things. Like, uh, I feel like this movie and the next one, we'll get into that when we get into that, but I do love how closely this first one follows the book. I also love the atmosphere that this one provides. It's warm. It's welcoming. It's magical. Mm -hmm. It introduces you into this new world and sets it beautifully. Dumbledore is loving and kind. He's like the grandpa that you always want. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. The, The first Dumbledore. I mean, you Richard know, Harris. Yeah, Richard Harris. Rest in peace, Michael Gambone. Gambon, however you yeah. say that last name. And Richard Harris. And Richard Harris. But, like, not to, um, you know, speak ill of the dead, the newly dead. Um, he, Michael Gambon, did a great job, but Richard Harris put it to bed. He did mm-hmm. such a good job with this character. And he, like, he, when you, because there's books that came out before the movie because that's how that works but he is exactly what i imagined dumbledore to look like in my head and yeah. when he came onto screen i was like what's that i'm looking at because in this the book it talks about his like piercing blue eyes that like twinkle and, and the long hair and yeah the he's a magical santa claus yes there are moments yes. when he will look and smile at harry from across the great hall and as a viewer I there's that moment where it almost feels like he's proud of me. <laughs> Here's the thing. That's part of the score, though. That's what the score does. Like, if you notice in those moments when Dumbledore's looking at Harry, you'll notice the music in the background is reinforcing that feeling. Ooh, love that. And when it comes to score, John Williams is holding nothing back with these. He's, he's really not. giving it his all. Do you guys remember the first time you ever ate a warm roll? No. Because that's how watching this movie for the first time was. It was like such a warm, happy, comforting experience. And then you just want to eat rolls all over again. Okay. That's okay. what I like. Like my grandma's to. sticky buns. Yes. It's like that. It's like that warm pastry of a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But do not you, a falafel. Do not you falafel. think, do you think out of all of the books and movies that this was the one that followed the books the closest yes yes i I, I think it probably just sort of goes there i think it was also easier because the first book was so much shorter yeah yeah Yeah. and the first book was a lot of description and world building that in a movie you can just put it on the screen you don't have to spend all that time describing what Dumbledore looks like you can just put him there one thing that is crazy about the book and uh, the last time I reread it I was like oh my gosh I forgot about this uh, Harry arriving at Hogwarts in the beginning of the school year is about halfway it is. into yeah. the book it, it takes sure forever is. to get to Hogwarts because in you the movie, have to build they... the imagery of what he's mm-hmm. about to enter into yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they move to Hogwarts a lot quicker in the movie they do. Um, I mean, they twenty spend, minutes in, you're at Hogwarts. <laughs> they spend a lot more time with the Dursleys and Diagon Alley than any other uh, movie, but still. Um. Well, and there's very few scenes that I can even think of, like in this moment, that 
the movie Mist. Like, the wizards... So the first part of the book is missing, like, the first chapter of setting up how the Dursleys were a family. Are boring. And how there's, they There's one day when Vernon is going to work, and all of a sudden... People he sees like, all the owls and like the and, people and, the the and there's weird yeah. people on the road and they're yeah. just celebrating and yeah. then he thinks one of them mentioned the name of his nephew and yeah, he's like Harry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. what asks Anna what is it it's not P- or Petunia Petunia goes like, horribly common name <laughs> how is a name horribly common <laughs> okay Petunia I was like you're named after a weird teeny flower okay calm down um yeah, uh, one thing that's so funny to me is how iconic the uh, covered under the stairs bedroom is, mm-hmm. and in this, like you see them go to the uh, cabin in the ocean, whatever you call that, oh, the, the shack, the, island, the shack yeah. on the island. Um, but in the book, as soon as he gets his first letter, they move him up to the bedroom upstairs. So and he, it pisses off Dudley. Yeah, he doesn't even And he live. breaks all of his new birthday toys. Yeah. 37! <laughs> but Harry doesn't even live in the cupboard under the stairs for all of his stay before his first trip to Hogwarts. That's true. Like, he's barely in that thing. But it is still iconically Harry's bedroom. Well, and also, Dudley had a, a smelting, his smelting uniform. He had a stick that he was hitting everybody with. Which is yeah. part of the book. Like, it sets up how, like nasty he was towards mm-hmm. harry and then um there's also, also in the book dudley is blonde true that oh, he yeah. is not blonde in the movie no i i feel like it was a dick move but as we were re-watching this movie i had to point out the actor i forget his name but the actor of uncle vernon that lazy eye of his He's dead too, just so you he, know. He is, yes. And which is partially why it feels like such a dick move to bring up. But his eye, every couple mm. shots, is just. just he's like, he's looking at the character he's talking to, but that one eye is checking with the director to verify <laughs> that he's doing a good job. Dallas, why do I feel like if you were an actor in this movie, you'd be like, all right, bro, what, which eye am I looking at here? What are you looking at? No, I had a no. geom- Did you see an owl flying by? Jeez. I had a geometry geometry teacher in high school where I was like, okay, man, what, what, what are we doing here? My eyes are down here. <laughs> My owls. <laughs> It's you guys. It's because Harry was a Horcrux, okay? <laughs> that Vernon had a lazy Horcruxes explosion. give you a lazy eye. They sure do. Everything is miserable. <laughs> what? How do you feel? Okay, so here's a question about here it is. Um, what about Ron and Harry? So in the train when they win, so when Harry goes to Gringotts with Hagrid mm-hmm. to to pick up, well, one, the Sorcerer's Stone, um, but two, then the to get the Falafel Stone. <laughs> but, and then two, to get um, money for him to go purchase his items for school. It's, I've always wondered how when, when they were on the train and the trolley lady comes down and says, anything from the trolleys? Anything from the trolley. And... You've got Ron, and I don't remember how it is. I don't remember I how it is in the books. Good. 
I I don't remember how it is in the books and Cass and and Dallas or Paige. Yes. If you want to correct, I, I just don't know how it was described in the books. But in the movie, at least, when he when Ron then lifts up his sandwich, and I mean, it just looks like he just sat on a PB and J. And it's just gross. Like but he then, already ingested it at least once. Yeah, and it's and it's for round two. So gross. And it's coming around for round two, but then it, he or Harry then pulls out all of the galleons and like we'll take the lot. Mm-hmm. How and then Ron in the movie it was like he's like whoa right. But how was how was his reaction in the books? And do you think maybe Ron was a little I, jealous, or do you think that Ron could be like mm, I have rich insight. friend. Because he grew up so poor. I have insight. Okay, so in the books, it actually it specifies, I, I believe they're corned beef sandwiches. They are. There's three of them. Gross. Yep. And Harry buys one of everything, or a couple of everything from right. the trolley. And he says, and Ron, he's like, do you want any? Ron's like, nope, all set. And he goes, I'll trade you some of mine for the homemade sandwiches because Harry wants Harry's a homemade Harry's never had meal, a homemade sandwich. Right. Are you okay? <laughs> like, oh, and no. Petunia never packed him a lunch. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's one of those things. Like, if also Harry had his first full meal, like full nutritional meal at Hogwarts. You have to think about this. He wasn't getting partially fed. First full warm yeah. meal. And I think from the slaves. Also, they're eleven, so it's like they, they don't fully understand the intricacies of wealth and yeah. Yeah. poverty but also like uh with the whole harry ron dynamic if ron had you know looked at harry and been like eh, i'm just some poor kid like i'm sure whoever this is like he probably doesn't want to sit with me if ron had gone and, and sat in a place where he felt like he wasn't bothering anyone or something and harry ended up sitting alone on the train or with Draco. Well, he met Draco already in the let's books. Just yeah. say for a sec, what if Harry was forced to sit completely alone and he has more than enough money to buy all the candy he can eat? He's still like that isn't fulfilling his needs. What he needs is Ron sitting there. Correct. He what needs he a needs is I sharing the corned beef sandwich. That's probably so, the first person that was like kind to him. Yeah. I of. think that's the dynamic of their friendship that I love is that, mm-hmm. you know, Harry has the money and the fame and the notoriety. Ron has the family and everything the that siblings. Harry was looking for. Because like, like I think about what the other one has always wanted. Whatever movie yeah. it was, either was it the second or third movie where when they go to Whatever their house is called, the, like the burrow. Yeah, the burrow. Oh, and the burrow. Ron says, um, "It's not much, but it's home." And he just says, "That's it's, too." I, I love it's it. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. And it um, made Ron smile. Also, side note: in the books, when Harry's in Diagon Alley for the first time, he actually meets Draco and Madame Malkins and his mother, and that's his first interaction with a. A student his a own age. A student his own age. And it was like he Draco was being Draco. And then his second experience with people of his own age is when he f- approaches Mrs. Weasley in the train station. Mm-hmm. Also, Fred and George have a much bigger presence in the books they do. than they do in the movie. Like, they're pretty 
fairly common characters that mm-hmm. come up. And it's one of my favorite so scenes was cut out of the first movie because when they're on the platform nine and three quarters getting ready for the Hogwarts Express Such to leave, Ginny uh, <laughs> is really upset because she doesn't get to go and Ron is going this time and she's the only one left at home. And Fred and George are talking about uh, sending her a toilet seat from a toilet that they blow up. <laughs> And Mrs. Weasley's like, you better not. It's so funny. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's all done really well. Um, one thing that I feel like as that scene was playing, we had a lot to discuss. But um, uh, learning to fly on broomsticks and then Amazing. Quidditch. It's it's really interesting going back to these early films because as much as all of us really do love those early movies, it, I feel like, is still early on to where, A, the studio didn't realize how big of a deal it would be, so they didn't mm-hmm. know how big of a budget to ask for. And also, even if you ask for a much larger budget, the capabilities of CGI back then were, minimal. were not where they are now I wouldn't say minimal they were rough (laughs) yeah and so there are moments throughout Quidditch and uh, learning to fly where it suddenly takes a dip looking at you Neville falling off his broom okay so movie question for you Mm -hmm. this was made by Warner Brothers correct Mm -hmm. did Disney pass on this I believe so they would have had to could you imagine oh my gosh like the amount I wonder why. The entire landscape of Disney would have changed if they took Harry Potter. Yeah, cuz then the because imagine there's ima- no more Universal. You have studio like well, Harry Potter world. You have world. to imagine also essentially Harry Potter and Marvel started in the same era. That's and true they Marvel did. Marvel changed the way Disney kind of interacted with our generation as we grew up. Did Disney own Marvel? Disney yeah. didn't own Marvel at that no, time. No, no, no. So I'm saying Iron Man started in a very similar time frame. I'm not saying the exact same time frame, but I remember going to to um, Iron Man within the same year of a Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Marvel Universe kicked off towards the tail end of Harry Potter. Um, and but both changed landscapes of the studios. Yeah. Um, for a long time, people talked about um, like what Star Wars did for fandoms and stuff like that. And I think uh, the way I've always talked about it, um, I feel like Star Trek really showed some people how fun it can be to obsess over something. Mm-hmm. Star Wars then made it easier to access mm-hmm. that level of fandom. You don't need to understand the science of intergalactic travel. But then all of a sudden, a lot of people think that it was the rise of comic book movies. But I think before Harry Potter, Things like Spider-Man movies and X-Men movies, they were fun to go to, but it stops there. They were still confusing at that point in time. I credit Harry Potter 
as the thing that made fandom cool. Because mm-hmm. suddenly, if you had a classmate that was like, I went to Barnes & Noble at midnight last night, and now I own Chamber of Secrets, Tell me and everything. you don't. <laughs> That's the, oh man, he's a bigger fan than me. I wish I was him. So do you think... Like, do the, you... the people who went to Barnes & Noble and drew glasses <laughs> on their face with their mom's eyeliner, you arrive at Barnes & Noble, you're all jazzed for the book, but you look over, and this bitch... Drew glasses on her face, and you're like, "Dang it! I had access to my parents' eyeliner. Why didn't I think to do that?" All of a sudden, like how big of a Harry Potter fan you were, that was there was status to that, and it was acceptable too. And it was acceptable, and so then when Marvel started yeah. making their great movies, people were like, "Harry Potter actually showed me if I want to obsess over something, Let's the only this. person who benefits is me." Like, the more I get into this, the more I get out of it. Mm-hmm. Hell yes. And so now the Marvel Universe is a juggernaut in the industry. And I think Harry Potter really opened, that paid, door. opened the floodgates for it. Sorry, you well, started saying no, something. No, like, do you, so do you think Star Trek, Star Wars, Harry Potter built upon one another? They had and, to. But then, or do you think, like, um, one is bigger than the other. Do you think that, um, or do you think they're each in their own lane and had very specific things that helped each one be more successful? So let's say, let's say there was no Harry Potter. Do you think Marvel would be as big as what it is now? Or if there was no Star Wars, do you think Harry Potter would be as big as what it was? No. Um, Does that make sense? What I'm asking? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think you have certain things like. Um, with cars, every time a new advancement comes out in the automotive industry, the other automobile manufacturers try to replicate follow yeah, suit. They, they yeah, they realize like, oh man, backup People cameras. Love back, that. A backup <laughs> camera is a really good idea. Mm-hmm. As soon as someone was like, we should include seat belts in ours, everyone was like, obviously we will too. I feel like between <laughs> oh, that's Star a great idea. Wars, people yeah, don't like, get thrown from the car. <laughs> but once you go from Star Wars to Harry Potter, there's much less of a, well, they did this, so we should probably do the same thing. Do you think but there's? It, do you think there's something in between Star Wars and Harry Potter? Oh, Battlestar Galactica. No, <laughs> not, not on the same level. Um, but you had mentioned reason, like Spider Man. Yeah. Like the Tobey Maguire ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I was never... Like, you had the people who would uh, put on a Spider-Man shirt, you know, with the spider logo on the chest, and they would go see the movie. But I don't remember people in morph suits. And if there was a person in a morph suit dressed as Spider-Man to go see the new Spider-Man movie, it was like, oh man, that guy got really into it. Cool, cool. But with Harry Potter, it was like... People oh, showed up in clothes. Look at the quality of that dude's robes. Hey, yeah. wh- where'd you get your robes? Oh, I made these myself. You, mom, he made his own. Ro- Can we make robes? I want, I want robes. And like, there was that desire to be as cool as that guy. If I saw another person dressed as Spider Man, I'm not like, where'd you get your Spider Man suit? I'd just be like, damn, that dude really loves Spider Man. Yeah. There was no dressing up as the X Men. That's true. Um. So, but do you think there was something in between? Star Wars and Harry Potter. Nothing to that level. Not to that level. I wouldn't say there was something 
super, super notable to the general public. There may have been, for some people, there may have been a, oh no, the moment I got obsessed with sci-fi in general was walking out of the first Matrix movie. There may be that person out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... um, The cult following that Harry Potter created was unknown yeah. at that point and, in time. Um, do they, I, do I feel like even with uh, the prequel trilogy of Star Wars, there were a lot of people who were massively into those, who immediately had to buy the Battlefront video games, things like that. I but, had a, a Queen Amidala Barbie that I adored, and then yeah. I ruined her hair, and I Did, had to throw her away. But there were still Rude. people in mm-hmm. school who were able to be like, that kid really likes Star Wars. Like, he fights with sticks and makes lightsaber sounds whereas once it was like those guys went to the midnight release of harry potter the people they're complaining to are like did they so did i i wonder which barnes and noble they went to and suddenly the bully's like wait you guys are into what the hell and like i think harry potter's just all inclusive yeah like there's something in harry potter for just about everybody yeah and everybody can family event yeah and everybody can I feel like everybody could relate to some character. I agree. Mm-hmm. It's it's always funny to me whenever it's pointed out that um, very, very rarely will someone say that their favorite Harry Potter character is Harry Potter himself. There's plenty of people whose favorite Jedi is Luke Skywalker. Oh, but with Harry Potter, it's a bizarrely small amount of people who credit Harry as their favorite. Who's your favorite Harry Potter um, I think for me, I probably would go. Um, Are you going book McGonagall or movie? Just for looks. <laughs> <laughs> Who? McGonagall just for looks. Oh yeah. Um, Dallas uh, is obsessed with Maggie Smith. Cougars, man. Um, Mine is Sirius Black. Sirius is a badass. Luna loves good all damn day. I all love Luna. day. Um, it might be. Neville. Neville, the unsung hero of this Neville entire Neville is the series. most Hufflepuffy in Gryffindor. It's true. Like, that poor I th- boy. I think like, mine is. I think mine's Gilderoy. Gilderoy. Just kidding. Okay. We're about to have a fight. Just like a <laughs> tiny one. Um. No, I'm pretty sure I have to go Fred and George actually, because oh, Fred yeah. and George are the just pair agents of human of chaos. bludgers. But they're very much, um, if you mess with one of our friends, I guess we have to kill you. <laughs> it's <laughs> such a beautiful, it's very um, kind of the way Groot is, especially in the first Guardians movie. If some, if he turns and someone's punking around with Rocket, he will take his fingers, shove them into your nose, and, and scramble your throw brain. Throw <laughs> them through your body in front of people just to be like, is this what you want me to do? <laughs> Fred and George will set your house on fire, send you a photo, and be like, we did this for our friend. <laughs> like, I love it. I love it so much. So, yeah, I got to go Fred and George. Is yours really Gilderoy? No. I really like um, Arthur Weasley. Love what's him. your what's your favorite line from him? Good lord, are you really? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great line. I, okay. I like Arthur just for the fact of, yes, he doesn't come from money. He doesn't have a lot of money. 
but the things that he has, he loves and cherishes more than anything. But then also, he was the dad to Harry. He was. Like, he was the father that Harry never had. Because of that, there are moments throughout the books where if we're going to focus on something specific that Molly Weasley's doing... Oh, I fucking my, love my that woman. My attention really zeroes in. Yeah. Because this is important uh, stuff movie, right here. Movie Molly Weasley? Not great. Not, like, she's not okay. Not terrible. She's not bad, though. She's okay. Not my daughter, you bitch. Okay. <laughs> she has shining moments, but book Molly Weasley is bad ass yeah. of all moms. She is the mama bear. So I've been going through the audiobooks uh, right now, and the heated arguments she gets into with Sirius during to Order of the Phoenix. The children. There mm-hmm. is it is in the movies, it is such a no, this isn't appropriate for kids. No, don't question me. I'm a mom, yada yada yada. In the books, you can feel how scared she is to roll these dice. Yep. To gamble with these kids' lives. Because Because she was a kid when the first round happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Having children. Yeah. Everyone here wants to be badass. Cool, cool. Molly is the only one that she has receipts. Not just loses sleep. She hurt. She's losing hair each night, just out of the pure fear that any one of these kids could slip up for half a second Mm -hmm. when it matters, and she's the only one who's willing to let that affect her actions. Like, as cool as being badass is, the heartbreak of losing the gamble but we is have, not something she's willing to... We have oh. so many examples of where being the badass gets you killed. Yes. Yeah. Every single person that dies at the end, that's Badass, it. yeah. Because mm-hmm. guess what? Tonks, she should have been with her baby. Yes. Don't call me Nymphadora. Yeah, like, I remember in the books. I was like, uh, what are you doing? One of them dies first, and then finding out the other died right after the baby's born, I was like, that's a dick move, and JK. Ted Tonks was out on the run, so mm-hmm. it was her mom yeah. who was dealing with her family. That sucked. Like, it was so heavy yeah. in that one sentence. So, just like, wait, wait, wait. Not- I have a question. Since this first movie is obviously the one that most of us have seen the most... Yep. What are some of our favorite lines to quote? Oh my gosh, as we were rewatching this, <laughs> the amount of times all of us could just casually, without even looking at the screen, just uh, start monologuing with it. Because there's no post on Sundays. <laughs> right you are. <laughs> <laughs> right you are. Yes, yes, well done, Slytherin. Yeah, well oh, done, dry. Slytherin. However. <laughs> dry up, Dursley, you, you old prune. prune. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Oh. The way he says sorry about that. Everyone always shines the spotlight on, you're a wizard, Harry. But for me, the amount of times my brain just goes, sorry about that. (laughs) A car crash? A car crash killed Lillian James Potter? That's an outrage. It's a scandal. Um, He'll not be going. (laughs) And even ones that I can't work into. is going to stop me. (laughs) <laughs> even lines that I can't work into everyday sentence just or everyday conversation like the uh, from the moment the blood touches your lips you will have a half life a cursed life like that the way Ferenz says that which oh my gosh the fact that this is the only time we see Ferenz in the movies 
tragedy Dude, because eat him, a dick, Warner Bros. Him in the fifth book should and the fifth movie should have been such a turning point. Mm. It's because Trelawney would have been more chaotic. Oh, anyway, missed yeah. opportunity, yeah. Warner Brothers. Um, and the fact that HBO, we only see Ferenc in this movie. Like, we see Ferenc only in this movie, and we only see Ferenc in this movie. There's no other so centaurs. many other centaurs in the book. Yeah. I you see Bane in the book. Like I did really like the part where um, Norbert sneezes and burns. Oh, well, look, burns. he knows who his mummy is. <laughs> yeah, burns his beard. And I'd be really interested to find out how they did that, because as he's patting his beard, there's real, like, embers Cinders, on the yeah. hair. Like, did they have to strap a beard on and then, like, run a lighter under his yeah, we're gonna light your ass on fire <laughs> he's like uh-huh <laughs> um, robbie coltrane is like do it come on um oh this ha- this movie also has Not the me. stupid moment of um uh i have rabbit half fring hum turn this water into, into rum. rum what's he trying to do <laughs> turn the, water the last into thing rum. he said to that cup is turn this water into rum what the he managed to make tea yesterday until <laughs> i love or i love the not me not, not hermione me. you <laughs> dude he's the, not relaxing is the he the depth of that you <laughs> oh i also when you made the comment about when Harry checkmates the king. Like, imagine if Harry actually had to get up and, like, whoop his ass. Just, mm. As an 11-year-old. Or something. Take that, like... Bend, bend a giant stone king over his knee water. and just <laughs> give, him, give him the business. Okay, so this was, this was a question that, that I asked, that I already asked you guys, but I think it's a good question to ask is, so in the book... You have Sprout doing the Devil's Snare. Mm-hmm. You have Snape doing the potions. You have McGonagall doing... Potions don't make it to the movie. Um, right. You have um, McGonagall doing chess. And then you have Hooch uh, and doing... And Flitwick. Keys. And Flitwick with the keys. Mm-hmm. So my question... Like, was this the first year of Quirrell doing being a professor? Yes. yes. They made it very mm-hmm. clear in the books that no one has remained... Okay. In that post, longer than a year. So what was Since so that Voldemort I guess so interesting wanted. question is he one the position. Interesting question is what was Quirrell doing before? Trying to find he Voldemort. was in Albania. Being a little bitch. No, but, he, yeah, no, like, he was but, in Albania but looking what, for creatures, right? So was he like was he, he was like a Newt Scamander with with animals? How did he get the post of Defense Against the Dark Arts? And then also, why was he not allowed to create a He was not test? in the circle of trust. I don't right, think I underst- he was right. trusted. But I understand that. But how interesting that the very professor that is teaching you how to combat the dark arts was not selected. So it's like, did Dumbledore I know something? I think Dumbledore, if he didn't fully know, I think he had an inkling. Because Dumbledore is just so freaking wise. And he knew Doesn't miss a trick, know. that Dumbledore. Doesn't miss a trick, that man. <laughs> I love that quote or the the, li- the line in um, "Don't ever." Oh. What, what, what is he? How Don't does ever speak ill of Albus Dumbledore in my front, presence? Yeah, in front of me or front, something. Yeah, but I think that also shows the just the pure loyalty that Hagrid has. Toward, Dumbledore saved well, Hagrid's Dumbledore. life. I understand that, but yeah, it's like pure loyalty, but also like especially in the books. That the amount of times Papa. that other people are like, 
We can't trust Hagrid. He's a drunk. Are you... Dumbledore, do you really think this is a good idea? Honestly, like, think about this, though. Do you really think... And Dumbledore is constantly like, yes, I McGonagall said that. McGonagall said that in the very beginning of the book of, do you trust Hagrid with with this type of a a deal or situation? And he said that... and, And... Dumbledore's response was, there's nobody else I would rather trust with something like this. So it seems like Dumbledore really could see the heart of the individual. Uh-huh. And, Absolutely, he And could. really, like, trusted, even if somebody, like, like, look at what he did with Snape. Snape was a Death Eater, but he knew that he could trust him and that he, at the end of the books... He gave him the most difficult task, I think, in all of the books to save <laughs> um, to save Draco. You know, yeah. like yeah. like he it's Dumbledore, I think, is Oh, okay, here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. Out of all of the characters, let's just say in the first movie. Perfectly rated, underrated, overrated. I think Snape's overrated. In the first movie? I Overall. I'm just saying first yeah. movie. First movie. First movie. Perfectly rated, underrated, overrated. Underrated. Um, I think her performance is, you know, fine. Uh, maybe better than fine. But the look of Madame Hooch. Madame Hooch looks great, in my opinion. She really does. It looks like they're being taught how to fly by a falcon. Like, <laughs> like it would have been the, interesting the to see way her fly. McGonagall can change into a cat. This looks like a falcon figured out how to transform into a human and applied for a teaching job. And Dumbledore's like, "What? All right. What were you doing?" Before this, she was on a Quidditch. And she was like eating mice. (laughs) (laughs) I think an underrated person in this first movie is Draco Malfoy. Tom Felton, as a young kid, was killing it. So great. Mm -hmm. He's he's putting in a far better performance than a lot of. Which I don't know if you guys have read Beyond the Wand, Tom Felton's book, Mm -mm. but he was one of the few child actors that had experience acting like before into coming movies. into the movies and that shows the borrowers yeah yeah borrowers Which, is great there was a lot of overlap in actors between the borrowers and harry potter yeah mm-hmm. um i think the milkman or something uh went on to play uh mr weasley uh slughorn plays drago's dad, dad yeah you know? in the borrowers um, um trying to think underrated underrated I mean, we already talked about, it, but like Forenzi. Yeah. Like and that's another such thing. a powerful scene for like all of two sentences. As yeah. much as we mentioned um, falling Neville and some of the uh, CGI during Quidditch, Forenzi still looks good. Like they did a good job for on being him. an entirely mm-hmm. digital character. Which that's another thing. Like I'm surprised. That they didn't get someone to do real uh, acting from the waist up. Oh, from the waist up, yeah. I don't know if Was they... mocap a thing back then? I don't know, but like uh, the same way uh, they're clearly filming the ghosts and then 
using touching them up yeah like an overlay or something making them silver making Mm -hmm. them all that um i'm surprised they didn't have someone walking around as forens and then digitally adding horse below yeah um, I wonder to, if they couldn't figure out that like around that same time, just a few years later. My brain glitched, and I thought you said whores and not horse, and I was like, "Oh <laughs> but, my gosh!" Uh, Mr. Tumnus, um, James McAvoy is Mr. Tumnus mm-hmm. in *Language in the Wardrobe*. Narnia, yeah. Um, oh yeah, with the they, goat. Yeah, they got a real person to do that, and then used special CG. effects, whatever they needed to do to green pants. Yeah, and but with *Forensi*. It's all He's clearly digital. all yeah. CG. Yeah. It's um, like an in, interesting in choice. the um, Katie Bell in the Quidditch S- scenes. She's the snap and the... Oh, oh my gosh. The, the darn it when she misses the goal. Yeah, that's didn't, rough. Didn't Wood have a bigger role in the books than they, he did in the movie Yes, and too? he's a very Absolutely. anxious pep talker. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, which... If, so maybe I would say that's my underrated is Wood. Yeah. Because he really underutilized. Underutilized. Yeah. In my world, that one's overrated because my sister was overly obsessed with he that actor. He was in all of like three scenes. How was she obsessed with him? Because you got to see his butt as he was tackling a bludger. Grody. I'm, that booty, I mean, though. Let me okay. see that booty work. Booty work. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, if, if we want to really discuss Quidditch... There are so many moments in the Quidditch match it's in this so, movie where it's like, so hey, crazy. faculty members, do you want to do literally anything to keep your students safe? Do you maybe want to get off your lazy ass? Because, like, the moment when the two Slytherins, like, pin the one Gryffindor until she runs Alicia. straight into the stands. That's why I always find it ironic when they're like, Hogwarts is the safest place in the world. Is <laughs> it though? Dude, like... Quidditch is not safe. Yeah, the concept, it's you like... You can't go on the third floor. You can't go in the forest. Yeah, like, well, isn't except that, if you do something wrong. Isn't that what Fred and George said of like... Someone... Uh, so they haven't disappeared in a long time or something like that. they show up in a month or two. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah, the, the fact that it's like, hey, I have hitmen and assassins chasing me and it's like well yeah go to school maybe try out for the shanking team (laughs) (laughs) also can i just say we discussed this when we watched the movie Mm -hmm. but you have harry potter the most famous boy in the wizarding world Mm -hmm. a first year on the gryffindor quidditch team don't you think those stands would be full of people wanting to just glimpse this like immaculate situation? You would think. Yeah. And like... it's like school pride, mm-hmm. and there's like one box of like dignitaries or whatever. And I'd be like, I... it would be like the World Cup if it was real life. Right. <laughs> just stands. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Minister I... of Magic and. All those guys they can apparate. Yeah. Like, where the hell are these people? <laughs> oh, speaking of apparating, there's that one moment where uh, Harry comes running into McGonagall and he's like, we need to talk to Dumbledore. We think Snipe's going to try to steal the falafel. And, um, <laughs> and McGonagall's like, well, I'm sorry to tell you, but he's gone to the Ministry of Magic. It's like, he's gone? Oh, no. And she's like, yeah. Send your talkie Patronus and get his butt back here. Yeah. Like, your talkie Patronus. Can't you just reach out and be like, hey, 
walk into the nearest she fireplace. She could have sent a howler. Yeah. Like, she could have sent. That, what she could have sent Fox. Yeah. <laughs> a house elf. There's many. Oh my gosh. She Not in gotten, the movies. <laughs> oh my so, gosh. Gross. So disappointing. Yeah. That we see no one other um, than Dobby. Yeah. And creature. Mm-hmm. Uh, Winky. Justice for Winky. And all of the house elves in the kitchens. Yeah. What was uh, what was the <laughs> what was the acronym that Hermione came up Spew. with? Spew. Spew. <laughs> um, so, just to you know, give a bit of uh, not background to the audience, but whatever. Um, the Mortimers, Cassie and Ryan, just got an Xbox Series S today, oh so that they can gosh. start playing Hogwarts Legacy. And as you guys have been talking about the fact that we never see house elves. At Hogwarts like, in the movies, you wait. there are moments as you're walking around the They're castle, the you'll turn a corner and there's just a house elf polishing armor or something. Can you hug him? But once they see you, they'll apparate away. I love that that's your first question was in my head. I was like, can you kick him? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That is the most Slytherin shit I've ever heard in my life. That is the most Hermione he like response puzzles. to he that. He can't be a Slytherin. <laughs> Literally, I was like, I wonder if you can kick him. I would, if I ever saw you kicking a creature, you would be, unless it's a snake, then I don't really care. Um, if I ever saw you kicking a creature, I'd be so mad at you. So mad. The movie in heaven's going to get real weird. <laughs> Maybe fast forward through a few parts. <laughs> Just kidding. I do not endorse animal cruelty. Oh, we were talking about the uh, design of Voldemort's face. Oh gosh, the CGI is the worst. The, and the wink, the wink of Harry oh, in the mirror. It's too sexual. This is a child children's movie. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna wink at myself. I, you have a rock in your pocket. No, it's 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 inappropriate. Is all winking inappropriate or just that no, specific it's one? It felt so wrong in that exact moment. It's like, and in the alternate take when he like winks at himself and bites his lower lip. <laughs> What did okay? So in that part, in that part in the book, what what did it say? It did in the with the mirror of is it Arisad? I think there was a wink, but it just it wasn't. I don't know if you can deliver a wink well, but it wasn't well delivered. It just felt weird. Okay, it was more cartoony. Like he oh yeah, it was very like theatrical. The other thing that I I I asked when we were watching the movie was why in the movie could Quirrell touch and choke Harry? But when Harry then put his hands on his face, like, why why did that then burn his face? So he's uh, protected well, by an ancient yeah. magic of, of uh, kink? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. I do oh, love no. when I can get all the way to the punchline without anyone seeing it coming. Oh, we all saw it coming. They did I not. did not. I thought he was going to talk not. about what Dumbledore talks about, that he literally has a like love spell over him from his mother. No, 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 no I no, understand What he's that, saying but... is Quirrell grabs right. Harry by the throat and there are no repercussions. Right. Like if he so why held could Harry... that happen? Maybe it could only happen with his hands. Because that's what the Sorcerer's Stone touched. But I, but it's not the Sorcerer's Stone that caused that. It's the love, it's the love. spell of love. There's nothing falafel related to yeah. the... And so that's why I'm wondering, like, so when we, when we were watching the movie Dallas, you we we thought of, I wonder if it's the intention of yeah. 
of who drove the initial contact because no Quirrell touched Harry first. Um, that that was like a, some type of protection, but when Harry then touched Quirrell, that was like a a like protection of Harry, but that because he initiated the contact. Yeah. As soon as Harry's the aggressor yeah. towards, then there's aggressor, power but backing also him. Aggressor, but also protection of himself. Aggressive love? Yeah. The Aggressive protection. Yeah. Um, just really quick, since you asked and we didn't ever answer, the CGI of Voldemort, it's not an accurate representation of what he's described to look like. He's supposed to look snake-like. Okay. Correct. So, like you're not complaining about the CGI of Voldemort. Correct. The actual design of The design of his of face. Because although had, like, the CGI, some, like, it kind of stands out a bit, I don't think the CGI is too terrible. The CGI scene. is not terrible no. for the time the design, frame. No. The design of the a face is design, incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, the one other thing that just... Uh, um, popped into your head yeah olivander yes oh yeah john hurt as olivander that is probably an underrated the for me perfect casting. no no definitely not, not. no, no. and and <laughs> the, like wheeziness of that panic the way he delivers the, the um the wizard harry well after that the uh because the other wand did great things terrible yes but, but great. great. The way he hits the but great is so. He's clearly a veteran Hunt. actor Auditorially surrounded by child. pleasing. Oh, like yeah. that Correct. was a perfect delivery. Yeah. Um, something that I talk about all the time. I think all of these movies are criminally rushed through. Uh, yes. Um, absolutely. Where it's just. It, so Paige and I just recently saw Killers of the Flower Moon which is a three and a half hour long movie. And so all the conversations... Nothing's rushed in that movie. <laughs> yeah, you're really just able to marinate in the atmosphere of each uh, conversation. And I feel like in these, it's constantly just like, we need to talk to, Vol- to Dumbledore. Dumbledore's not here. He's not here. Where is he? He's at the Ministry of Magic. Gone. What do you mean he's gone? Like, yeah, it's so fast, all of it. And I feel like John Hurt is the one guy in this movie that's like, hey, here's a better idea. Let me do my shit. Question about... Terrible. Yes. But great. All right, cut. Yeah, let's do that one more time, maybe a bit faster. No. Hey, no. No, Chris. Go discover America. Question, (laughs) Question about dialogues. Yes. Do we know, or has there been any discussion about what was ad-libbed versus actually what was on the script? I do not know. It doesn't seem like it. Like, if you're familiar with the book, it doesn't seem like a lot. With that many great actors, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a little bit, but it would be the kids that would ad-lib if there were any because they couldn't remember their lines. Unless you're Hermione Hermione. fucking memorized every person. There's scenes that you can see in the background mouthing the people's lines. And Emma Watson is so embarrassed by that now. (laughs) I heard that when she went to Brown that whenever she answered a question in the lecture halls that kids would be like, 10 points for Gryffindor. (laughs) She immediately would leave. She's like, oh yeah. But she graduated from Brown. She's She's a highly intelligent Individual, and she is a yeah, big like Natalie Portman, mover so. shaker for women's rights. Mm-hmm. Love her, just like Spew. Um, we are her house elves. Hey, everybody! I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, 
fan. I love movies and TV shows and video games and comics so much. I sure wish I had more awesome toys and collectibles that I could decorate my home with. Well, guess what? I got you covered. There's a magical place called Blast from the Past. It's in Burbank, California. 3117 West Magnolia Boulevard, to be exact. You're going to want to go in, pick out a bunch of stuff, make sure it's all awesome. You're going to take it to the front counter, you're going to pay for it, and boom! Now you own it. That shit's yours. Legally. Your wildest dreams have just come true. Congratulations. Now you may be thinking, but, 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 but what if I don't live in or near Burbank, California? Don't worry about that. The people over at Blast in the Past have thought of you people too. Do you have the internet? Of course you have the internet. You're a person, not some self-important anti-technology pro-magic like wizard or something. Remember how mean everybody was about Colin Creevy just running around with a normal ass camera? And then it saved his life from a basilisk, so... Yeah, lay off a of Colin Creevy. Anyways, go on the internet. Go to blastfromthepast.tv. Browse their website. See something you like? Buy it. They discovered how to harness the power of the U.S. postal system. They're good at it. They'll send you your awesome new toys, swag, etc. And once again, that's now yours. Legally. Spiritually metaphysically. Anyways, stop by Blast from the Past, either in person or on the internet. It's what your soul's been craving. And just to sweeten the deal even more, guys, you're not going to believe this. When I reached out to the fine, fine folks at Blast from the Past, guess what they said to me? They said, if a single one of you so much as goes into Blast from the Past and has the audacity to mention the real couple? Guess what? They're walking away with a free magnet. Are you kidding me? As soon as they said it, I couldn't believe my ears. Okay, so they texted me. I couldn't believe my eyes. I couldn't believe which, whichever lobe of my brain processes information. It's crazy, all right? Walk into Blast from the Past, mention the real couple, you're getting a free magnet. Are you kidding me? Are you freaking kidding me? Why aren't you already there? Get over there, kids. Get over there, adults. Get over there, preteens, teens, all the rest of you. Everybody, go to Blast in the Past right now. Do it or else. So something that we discussed, um, the concept that uh, like HBO or some company may try to uh, remake Harry Potter. Um, I did mention that I think it's uh, a bit premature. It's a bit early to be... Is it though? Because we're headed up on the twenty fifth anniversary of the first Harry Potter. Yeah. Or um, past it. But. Uh, or twentieth. Thinking 20th. of twentieth. Yeah. Thinking of. Uh, no, we're already at twenty. We're at twenty two for Sorcerer's Stone. Brendan Fraser's The Mummy. Uh, incredible. Yeah. Next. That's a remake <laughs> of a black and white movie. Yeah. When they were like, "Let's remake the Mummy," I was like, "I can see them." finding the justification for that whereas with harry potter it's like let's remake that movie that people are still actively going on the ride at the can i can i maybe make a small argument to that yeah. tomb raider okay 
my counter argument to that, <laughs> no one was coming out of the first two Terminator movies being like, these are so well done. <laughs> True. Uh, they also did not come out of the third one being like, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Tomb Raider. At this point, but... everyone can remake Tomb Raider every year <laughs> and audiences will still be like, none of you are doing a good job. I don't care. <laughs> like, but the actress that gets cast in the lead role is always going to be like, I finally made it big. <laughs> I'm in a movie destined to fail. But on a Harry Potter remake, I am not upset about them potentially remaking it. Okay. It's a because TV I've been saying for years that Harry Potter needs to be a miniseries. The yes. movies were too rushed. They need something that will allow them to take their time with it. And I think streaming as a miniseries, perfect. Um, my... Uh, either counter argument or um, addendum to add to that. <laughs> I think the best way to do Harry Potter would be in animated form. I think uh, taking either the art style of making something that looks fairly similar to How to Train Your Dragon, maybe a bit of a grittier, like, you know, less rounded jaws and stuff like that. Less animation. Yeah, like, uh, How to Train Your Dragon is definitely... Cutesy. Animated to be attractive to kids. Yeah. Um, drawing something that's a bit gruffer um, could be good. There's also the um, Final Fantasy films that just go for, like, a hyper-realistic or um, even the same way that... Um, uh, video games make their cinematic trailers. Mm -hmm. Those look gorgeous. But I think uh, similar to um, Falling Neville that suddenly looks terrible or even something that looks really good like the dragon from Goblet of Fire, there's still that part of my brain that sees live-action Daniel Radcliffe and then a computer-rendered scaly dragon creature and my brain goes that looks really good but it is not as real as the boy it's chasing i think if you were to do animation then everything becomes far more uniform similar to um oh the 2007 tmnt movie the turtles look just as good as casey jones and april o'neill because they're all rendered in the same computer program. Um, yeah. Well, I have something to contribute, but not about this. So what's your thought? Okay. Um, but yeah, I think uh, everything would look more uniform and stuff, but also um, you would no longer have to cast people based on whether or not they look like the character, but simply build the character to look exactly as they do in the book and then cast who sounds correct for that and do you think it could be successful animated yes i think with a name like harry potter i do do you if think do you think warner brothers spider verse do you really think an animated spider-man movie can be successful i'm not sure but because it is so relentlessly high quality the spider-verse movies people still came to see it and they were still blown away. I think if you really put the right level of dedication and skill into a Harry Potter animated series, it can 
do the numbers. Do you think the for. Warner Brothers studio has the talent to do so? Warner yes. Brothers not doing the next one. It's HBO. Okay. Do you think HBO has? Yeah. I'm kind of I. Now that you've we've talked about this mm-hmm. like hyper realistic animation, I would be so pumped if HBO was like surprise, it's animated. Yeah. And we'd and all be like, what? Anger, think- excitement. Who knows what else emotions will come out of that? Yeah, I think the last big um, advantage to doing animation, you don't have to worry about your child actors like uh, keeping keeping yeah. to one schedule so that um, the they don't age out or things like that. Because that definitely happened with our Harry mm-hmm. Potter characters. Yeah. Um, like the one guy that went to jail and so he all of a sudden turned black yeah, that's another Goyle. Goyle. <laughs> if for any reason someone after you know seven eight years doesn't want to come back swapping out a voice talent so much is easier. so much easier um but yeah also you can just alter their appearances little by little and so you can choose to have harry ron hermione neville luna everybody look slightly different in season three, episode one, as they do season three, episode ten. Also, there is lore. If we do the animation, there's lore that Hermione is actually supposed to be a uh, African American or not or African descent. Sorry, she's British, so just African descent. So she has darker skin tones. That's lore within the Potter universe. I remember that happening with the Cursed Child play, mm-hmm. but I. But it was lore before Cursed Child even really? came okay. up. But the buck teeth. Yeah. You can... that Like, there's a lot of small details that you... It's hard to, like, recreate in a, in person. Mm-hmm. So I do, I do like the idea. And if we animate, it's more realistic <laughs> to, like, the year-over-year um, yeah. progression of children. And I school. think you can also do a really phenomenal job of... Harry looks just like his dad, but he has his mother's eyes animated that way. We don't have to worry about, does this actor and actress look like young Daniel Radcliffe? Uh, Like, no, you can just build the same face. I always love, um, oh, uh, Rapunzel and Rapunzel's mom in Tangled. Perfect. Those look like a Mm mother-daughter. You can do that with animation. You can make Harry look just like his family. You can make the Weasleys all look like the same bloodline without being like, they're all gingers. That makes them the same. (laughs) Um, So yeah, you had another point. I did. I think a scene that we haven't talked about that I thought was really, really good was Gringotts. Gringotts. Yeah. All throughout this movie, there is such good set design. Um, I think the, like when Harry comes in, he goes, what are these things? The goblins, Harry, not the nastiest, not, not the, the nicest of bunch. Creatures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do like that they went with practical prosthetics for the goblins. Because those are all Did children. The um, I loved. Was it the HBO no, series? Almost all of them. Was it the HBO series that, um, or like the Harry Potter one where it was Bellatrix and Harry were back in Gringotts? And the reunion. Like, yeah, the reunion, yeah. and they looked at the animatronics and they're like they're still creepy (laughs) yeah um and even like when he like the sharp teeth when he like leans over Mm -hmm. like ah does mr potter have his key key. yeah um the look of gringotts is great the also 
oh sorry the like first time you see hogwarts as a whole in the lake when they're like in the boat up. oh yeah like it makes my heart just be like <laughs> yeah yeah um I love how like that scene thinking about Hermione like this the the ceiling is bewitched to look like this guy. I read it in Hogwarts, a history. I just love how much of Don't a know it all she is. <laughs> yeah. Um and it's funny how in the books she brings up Hogwarts a history and the fact that you all can't act uh, operate within Hogwarts. She brings it up At least twice so a book. often. At yeah. least but twice I a book. but think about this too. She must have consumed, she must have consumed so much knowledge because both of her parents are muggles. And she has to explain this to them. Well, and she would have, somehow she may have known maybe a little before her letter, but according to Wizarding World Dumb, like the Wizarding World is so secret and hidden that she wouldn't have had anything to know of or like hey maybe i'm a witch before she got her letter and then once she got her letter it would have been like oh this is interesting so how many weeks or months of preparation should could she have had to know all of that stuff month and a half yeah like like that is insane for somebody the age of a Hermione How was she Granger a Gryffindor? To... She, she truly was supposed to be a Ravenclaw. But the thing is, like, this is a whole underlying theme across Harry Potter. You are not just one house ever. Mm-hmm. True. You are all... You always have, like, a right yeah, you, wing I, and a left wing. Yeah, and you, a, you have, like, a you, dog. You've got a mm-hmm. yin and a yang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm a Hufflepuff, but I have a strong lean into Ravenclaw because I want to know how I what it does how it works why mm-hmm. it works that way the history of how we got to this how we got to this point just like waving this freaking microphone all over the place sorry yeah, um, and like well so, and i was even just thinking now like with hermione she already knew a spell oculus reparo yeah Best you she comes from muggle parents and she's already performing magic knows all of the history I think it's it's just incredible that her character is I feel like she she could have had the attitude of like a Draco of like I am better than all of you because I know so much more than you but she wasn't but she was a goody two shoe until this she started breaking the rules a little bit she's like oh this is actually a little kind of fun but only in so much like only in so much um, amount. Extreme. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it's interesting. It almost kind of feels like the reason she's a Gryffindor is because her obsession, her obsession with knowledge and information acquisition, her end goal is to know more than everyone else in the room in order to help every person in the well, room. And it's in, like I was just thinking about this where she was such a rule follower. She didn't really become part of the gang until she started breaking some of the rules. And that was probably what after the That's troll scene when she lied for the trolls, yep. Right? And she was like, "Oh, this is kind of like exhilarating." But think about how Harry and Ron, who were kind of the dodos a little bit when it comes to that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, actually, Harry was pretty high up in his class knowledge wise. No, I understand that, but but kind of like dorky, mm-hmm. um, awkward. Mm-hmm. Hermione pulled them up out of that. They elevated. She elevated them in that regards. But then Ron and Harry really elevated Hermione in the way of like, you can still be a really good person and still have a lot of fun and maybe do things that toe that line. And so they really, I think, um, each complemented each other so well to help each other grow in becoming a better adult into a into a better human being mm-hmm. and i think uh there are moments like uh not to get too out of our movie but uh at the beginning of order of the phoenix when ron and harry are both like man this umbridge lady seems like this is going to be a crappy school year and hermione's the one that because she's so smart and so sharp she immediately calculates like, how oh, the ministry's interfering at Hogwarts. Yeah, like, what are the repercussions She's of this? Like, what the real answer. Yeah, what does this mean mm-hmm. for us? What does this mean for the world at large? What does this mean for the faculty? Okay, with all of that calculated, yeah, this takes a Gryffindor level of rebellion. We need to create a secret society. Like, there's so much about it that... A Ravenclaw probably doesn't have the balls to create Dumbledore's army. <laughs> no, and not at all. A run-of-the-mill Gryffindor doesn't have the calculation abilities and can we, to figure out the necessity of it. And then can we talk about Neville? Good old Neville when he's Dude. just like, I know what you're doing. You're sneaking out again. And that is pure courage right there. And mm-hmm. that's just like, and talk about a glow up. Yo, yeah. But just like you've you've got Neville who is just like didn't is I don't remember what book it was, but where he was like, Why does it always happen to me? It's two and with the Cornish Pixies hang him on the uh chandelier. And so like Why all the all me? the bad stuff happens to Neville mm-hmm. and but he's still just this one that he just kinda wants to do his thing and he knows he's awkward, he knows he's weird. He knows that he's like, but everybody loved him. I think he's, um, honestly, he's not as bad and therefore he is redeemable in the movies, but Snape in the books, in my opinion, is not redeemable. And after all this time, always that line is nowhere near enough to make me like him and Neville is one of the biggest reasons Neville's my underrated in the movie yeah um Neville is a kid that constantly gives it his all but he's been told he's not enough for so long and but think about what he like think about the legacy that he's trying to uphold yeah of who his parents Mm -hmm. were and what his parents went through. Yeah, the Anthony lives through with lives with is grandma. His grandmother. Grandma. Raised it, the grandma that he lives with is not nearly as bad as Snape, but she doesn't do any favors for Neville. Was it his? Was it a maternal or paternal grandmother? It was uh, the father's mother. So paternal. Um, but uh, I wish there was a moment in book or movie or both. 
But I wish we got to see a scene in Snape's memory where while he's while we're learning that oh he's he really has been on Dumbledore's side this whole time and this is why Dumbledore trusted him and stuff I wish there was a moment that cuts and Dumbledore is getting in his face and he's like I know how much we need you I know how important you are I know how much you are working for us with that said you need to shape up because I, as headmaster, I know what you're up to, and you are absolutely failing these students. Why? There's a kid whose parents you know for a fact were tortured to insanity, and a bogart of his turned into you, and you are okay with that. Why? That is by your own hand. You are being a piece of shit. You get to act like a dick, that's fine. But do not traumatize these kids. There's no reason for that. Back the fuck off of Longbottom, or we, you and I will have another meeting, and I won't be this fucking understanding, Severus. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish there was that moment where he why puts was the fear he, of God into him. Why was he so just evil toward Neville. I really think it is one of the most egregious oversights of Rowling's writing. Has J.K. ever said anything about this? Miss Pottermore? I think she lets the bullying backstory justify way too much and then acts like having a crush on Harry's mom at the very end is enough to make us all think he's been a teddy bear this whole time. Movie studios absolutely made Snape redeemable, but mm-hmm. you are absolutely correct that in the books, it's weird to me at the very end still that Harry names his child after Severus. Bizarre. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I understand the sentiment and I understand the honor that you're trying to give. It does not negate the fact the absolute atrocities that that man caused you yeah yes he did some good but the good does not outweigh the bad and that's the biggest thing for me a lot of protagonists in a lot of stories they still do some good things but it doesn't outweigh what they have done horribly yeah and as much as i just pointed at neville uh the way snape treats hermione in the books is also disgusting the, yeah, he's an ass. Not only the way he treats Hermione directly, but also the fact that he lets the students in his house oh, his openly unwavering refer, favoritism towards his well people. favoritism, but he'll let them throw uh, mud blood. He'll let them throw slurs openly at her, and he will not step in to let them know that degrading slurs aren't allowed in his classroom like snape in the books when the jinx that ron sends to goyle bounces off hits hermione and her teeth teeth grow Mm -hmm. he's like i don't see any difference in her appearance i was like i am so angry and she was gone for like two or three days because the teeth wouldn't stop growing mm-hmm. like it was a big deal i can't remember what causes deal. it it may be in that book it may be in order of the phoenix but there's some moment where snape is on one so much so that uh hermione is like 
crying in class and ron finally goes you're being a dick that right would now. be on the fourth book because at the point him and harry are fighting and they both start yelling and they can't hear the obscenities and the profanities that they're throwing at snape but snape gets the just watch your profanities gist. and essentially it's like both of you have detention and hermione's just in tears like it was it's very sad yeah snape is not a redeemable human yeah i'm sorry like um, he's just not again like i i would be very interested to find out who made the decision to change snape in the movies was it alan rickman alan rickman can do justice to any role do you he think he was the right snape alan yes. rickman yeah i i definitely think he's a better snape than book snape um and i think if they do remake harry potter uh m- carry the changes yeah over um so just recreate movie snape yeah, but don't. don't give me a book accurate Snape. If you give me book accurate Snape, that actor will be hated for the rest of any other role he has. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if you really do it accurate. Make it sure it's his last acting bit. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, so. That's why you should do a cartoon if you're going to do this. Mm-hmm. Animate. Um, now that we're coming up on the hour and a half mark, yeah. should we? Are we, is there anything else? Any last minute thoughts? I could literally talk about this for five hours. You need to cut me off immediately. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the only reason, like I could talk about it forever as well, but you guys have Hogwarts Legacy. We're about to go experience the magic together. Yeah, man. Um, so yeah, with that said, um, Thank you so much for joining us in this. Thank you for uh, having us. Yeah. Um, Can I just say one last thing? Absolutely. Yeah. One of my, uh, you brought this up and I can't stop thinking about it. In the opening ceremony, the sorting hat does not go by alphabetical order. Oh, wow. Don't, don't, don't get me into it. It's horrible. <laughs> they skipped like seven students. It's horrible. Yeah. I agree. Um one other thing um just one more thing one more. uh another one. another one is it flitwick uh, yes yeah oh <laughs> oh yeah dude in this that first movie talk about a glow insane. up you can tell that they were like oh yeah and we want him to look like this super aged wizard and and yeah we'll put all these prosthetics on and then they were like wait we're making seven of these maybe eight that's what the history of magic teacher i imagine would look like not flip professor bins oh, interesting mm-hmm. bins bins like, in, in the game is really cool oh okay I is he a ghost yeah. um but yeah so he like, was literally teaching died and continued to mm-hmm. teach and i was yeah. like that is one hell of a job <laughs> yeah but uh yeah the concept that uh warwick davis he comes back and he's like hey just to make you guys aware i ain't putting all those prosthetics on again <laughs> You change his appearance right now. You're like, um, this sucks. Yes, Next. Yeah. Um, and I think that was a, a great choice. I, I do 100%. enjoy the look of him in this first movie, but I get why you change it. But then again, in animation form, you could you have, whatever. Whatever you yeah, want. you could let that be the look beginning to end. Um, so yeah, I think with that, um, I dig the look of the Nimbus 2000. I think that's a, a cool look for a broom. Um, I Firebolt don't see the forever. Need, yeah. I don't see the need to have Harry stand on the broom to catch the snitch. But I think that actually happens in the book. Like He, he stands on it? Reaches out, he launches he? forward. I don't okay. think he... Na- maybe... He was surfing USA. Um, 
Not American. The English Channel. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm quite happy with this movie. Uh, it's it was the very beginning. happy it with was, this podcast episode. Yeah, it was the beginning it was of everything. It was amazing. So yeah, uh, audience, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thanks for listening in. Um, you can hear us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, anywhere where podcasts can be found. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. Uh, we've got an Instagram, the dot real dot couple. Mm-hmm. We have an email. At therealcouplepod at gmail.com. They've been on TV. We've been on TV yes. a few times. Amazing. Um, proud, so, yeah. Proud friends out We here. have an Etsy shop. You can buy a Real Couple shirt. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, yeah, I'm about to go buy one. <laughs> you Do should it. not have said that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I guess, yeah, let us know. We'll obviously have the Instagram post. Let us know your opinions on the Harry Potter movies. Let us know what your favorite Harry Potter movie is. And, uh, yeah, I guess we'll we'll probably see you next time then. Sure will. Yeah. So, um... Bye! Bye! Bye. Bye.